Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Day two of isolation. That's actually about day nine of isolation, isn't it, technically? But this is day two of the official isolation as uh, as, as sort of dictated by Great Big Owl. If you're doing it in terms of the literal, actual calendar, it's about day two. If you're doing it in terms of my spiritual insides, it's day 400. Welcome along. Are you bored? Well, it's actually not so much boredom. It, today has been my first day of homeschooling. I've been teaching the kids today. <laughs> and, um, you know, my wife and I, have we've divided the labour. So she did this morning, which meant I had three hours to myself, which I used extremely well. You texted me last night at about 11pm saying, just planning my, in inverted commas, lessons. I plan on going for a walk, picking up a leaf, bringing it back and explaining how leaves work. And then when I yeah. asked you if you knew how leaves work, you said chloroform, question mark. Do you know what? I'm really happy that I googled chloroform because it turns out that's a sort of uh, early doors rehypnol yes. chloroform. So it's not something I want to teach my kids about, really. You know, uh, it's a chlorophyll is what we're after, Dave. Chlorophyll is what you're after, wasn't it? Yeah. And as it as it happens, I didn't even didn't even use that in the end anyway. In the end, what I did was I logged on to a thing called a Google Classroom. I mean, Dave, you and I have done plenty of time on on Google Docs and uh, googling lots of other things. But now you do a Google Classroom and you can see all the projects and things that the teacher has set. So actually. I spent far too much time preparing stuff, where in reality, all I had to do was log on and just sit my child in front of my laptop, and then I naffed off and uh, watched kids' YouTube with my other child. So it was an absolute breeze in the end. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Well, that does sound like a delight, actually. Um, to talking of that, Joe Wicks uh, did his first um Did it, Dave? YouTube. Did it, mate? Did you do it? That's how we started our lunchtime session. So my wife did the first three hours. I then took over. She went off to do some work. I said, right, come on, kids, let's get outside and do PE. And I stood with a... Uh, the iPad, iPad on and we started doing Joe Wicks and my youngest son who's four he made it to about 20 seconds in and went he is he is talking too much and then he walked off because my my <laughs> kids are little uh, cockney urchins and so he, he naffed off inside and then it was just me and my uh, eldest and um, we made it about 12 minutes in it's really exhausting that personal trainer stuff you know that thing where they're going all right come on I've got an exercise and it's basically like a burpee or something yeah you gotta go you squat down and you do a squat and you can hear this popping noise and you're like, oh my God, I think my house is, something's corrupting my house. Someone's, someone's drilling through the, the, the basement and it turns out it's just your knees popping. Right. Um, and you're in this sort of squat position. And then you have to hold that for 30 seconds. You have to do these squats for 30 seconds. And I'm like eight seconds in and I'm nearly dead. It was awful. Yeah, that is my worry and that is why I shall not be doing it because I don't want to take on a thing that's clearly aimed at six-year-olds and find that I am unable to physically compete with it. It's a terrible way to discover that you are a useless, nearly pretty much middle-aged, 
bastard man. I already know it, and I don't need Joe Wicks to confirm it. Joe Wicks has confirmed that I am fucking pointless. Thanks, Joe Wicks. It was great, though. It was very good. You know, lots of love to Joe Wicks. What made it even more atmospheric was that the guy next door, um, who's living in a slightly odd setup, there's about nine of them living next door, he was outside vaping his tits off. Uh, He was doing some lovely caramel vaping. So he had this slightly sort of top of the pops 1970s vibe, uh, not in a weird way, as as vape smoke came over the back garden uh, wall while we were doing these and I could hear this guy chortling away while I was cracking my knees and being broken. This is Cabin Fever. Sorry, we've done that thing where we ra- Sorry, ramble on for intro, minutes before intro. we even say what it is. I'm Dave Cribb. This is Tom Price. Uh, it's, our, it's, the, it's the Great Big Owl sort of um, isolation, keep our spirits vaguely up podcast. Um, so many people... We're doing it on Zoom, so we can see a lot of people. There's loads of people on today. So uh, Joel uh, from Rule of Three is there because uh, on our WhatsApp group, we just sent the invitation out to Zoom, and he thought, ah, sounds like fun. So Joel's just having... He's working in his office. Well, Joel's here to do... He, he's here to fulfil our... Yeah, he's doing our all our noodling needs are being met by Joel, who's got a guitar in front of him, and every now and again, he sort of plays some Joel hold music, which I've been enjoying tremendously. Joel music. Quick 10-second burst. Come on, Joel. Okay. Perfect. Lovely. That's amazing. That's all we need for now. Thank you, Joel. Great use of uh, great use of quarantine time from Joel Morris. There. He couldn't even play the guitar two days ago. Incredible. Uh, we'll speak to Joel again in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, also also from Rule of Three, the other one is Jason Hazley. Morning, Jason. Hello. You well? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. You, you look lovely. So. You sound lovely. Do you know what I've been thinking? If I tell you who I'd like to be like right now, and that's the CEO of Zoom, because he must be looking <laughs> yeah. at yachts. Basically, he's yacht shopping at the moment. The only shares that aren't tanking right now is Zooms. Yeah. <laughs> who do you think fucked that bat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jason, your role on the on the podcast today is uh, you texted us yesterday saying I've got a funny chlamydia story. Uh, yeah, so of course. We'll hear that later Hasn't on. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> great use of Zoom. He's literally here just because he's got a chlamydia story, which is amazing. And that is because uh, one of our other great big our guests today is Crime Club host Jack Beaumont. Hey, Jack. Hello, Dave. You're right. Yeah, good, mate. Are you? I'm super. Yeah, not bad. Thank you. Um, we want to hear your story um, a little bit later on the podcast, but can you tee it up in basically, say the sentence that you emailed us, which made us go, we need to get Jack on immediately. Uh, a friend of mine has basically managed to test positive for the little C, the gooey stuff, uh, rather than Corona. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a chlamydia fest today in many ways. Um, but that's coming up a little bit later on this episode. The the main uh, item today, Tom, as yeah. we promised, is it's a it's a the bill special. <laughs> We're only two episodes into this podcast, and we've already gone for quite niche and uh, let's say I'm going to say alienating themes, but um, not theme tunes. Just I don't themes. think there's anything alienating about the bill. I think that's why it was such great TV, and I'm really thrilled that your flatmate is choosing to spend his quarantine not talking to you, but instead falling into a 1980s TV pit. It's brilliant. Well, so this is what. What happened is on, on on yesterday's podcast we were talking about what weird stuff you're binge watching during isolation uh and uh, a few people have been tweeting us thank you so much here's the here's the twitter jingle just in case you uh, don't know how to get in touch oh yeah yeah here we go lovely cabin fe a3709 oh 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 cabin fe a3709 oh 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 cabin fe a3709 oh 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 that's our twitter name 
there you go. Oh, that's a tune there. Catchy. Wonderful tune. Um, and uh, yeah, Cornelius, my flatmate, who we will, we shall welcome in approximately nine seconds to the podcast, uh, has been on YouTube because it's not even on a real streaming platform on YouTube. Been watching old episodes of The Bill. Uh, morning, Cornelius. Yeah, and it doesn't have adverts on as well, so no one's making any money out of it. <laughs> Is that it? Doesn't have adverts in the sense that. Not enough people are watching it for YouTube. Is that algorithm how it works? To, I, I thought I, you had to tick a box or something. I uh, saw so someone's just uploaded them and said, I don't want this. This I is think a public it's, service. It's uh, the Bill Purist, <laughs> yeah, who wants to keep it alive as much as possible. Well, this is um, something that I was completely unaware of, Tom Price, and we discovered this on yesterday's episode with Helen Monks. Uh, Helen Monks' housemate, Mary, who has unfortunately been called to an emergency uh, video meeting to do with her work. We don't know what she does, but... Hang on. What are you telling me? There's a more emergency video meeting than the recording yeah, of this podcast. I find that hard. We'll to get believe. her on at some point, though. What? But she is part yeah. of a campaign called "Bring Back the Bill" or something like that. Are you aware of this, Con? Mm. No, I wasn't. Oh, look at his eyes light up. Look at his eyes light up. Yeah. this is going to happen. There's apparently a community of people who whose main hobby is trying to restore the bill to national television which seems wild because they're mostly probably deceased are they i don't know it's been a while hasn't it not been that long i mean what what is it like as as a watch are you enjoying it so yeah i'm really enjoying it well i used to be into the bill a when it was on telly uh when i was at school and then um b when i left university and was unemployed i it was on a digital channel watch and then mm. I would watch the two episodes they have. But it's only really one episode a day because they've repeated one of the yesterday's episodes. But then oh, I right. found myself really spiralling and going online <laughs> to, to watch ahead of the watch schedules. Are you doing this unironically, genuinely, because you actually just yeah, really just, love it? Yeah, I really, really I really it. like it. So I don't watch it from the beginning because it's too old and too difficult to watch. So this right. time I've picked up from series 19. Which <laughs> which is what nineteen eighty two series nineteen yeah I, I don't know I should have found out the year but I didn't um, I how was many just series it. are there in total oh there's I, I think it goes up to twenty six possibly and the series are long oh, as well and they they used to put the bit like three nights a week is that right yeah and then they changed it to two they always changed the bill <laughs> it it really was like the ugly child of the soaps where they just knocked it about mm. and no problem at all they really disrespected but as a kid it. i used to love what yeah and that's that's wrong i used to love watching the bill the bill and london's burning i just i was a real i was really into the emergency services growing up it's so weird because out of all the soaps it's the non-shit one and it's the one that didn't last how many episodes of The Bill were there in total? Pop quiz question. We'll go around the table. Everyone that's on the Zoom call, Tom Price. Hmm. Oh, well, if there's 26 series, I mean, there's going to be uh, over 120. Hun- no, more than that. Way more, like 250. Okay. Uh, Joel Morris from Rule of Three. I think 503. Jason Hazley from Rule of Three. I'm going to guess it's 30. 30- 13 episodes per series, so mm-hmm. 26 times 13 is 338. Okay. Uh, Jack Beaumont, Crime Club. A grand. A thousand episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so the the absolute implausible result of that quick round table quiz is that Jack Beaumont wins. What? <laughs> because, honestly, strap in. There were 2,425 episodes of the bill. What? Fuck! (laughs) And the same thing happened in every single one. That 
is so many. The main problem I've got with the bill is that it's a real trigger for me because I don't know if you found this con. When you do you watch right from the beginning where the sirens yeah, are going, yeah, of course, right at the beginning of the credits before you see the two feet walking. So whenever I hear a siren, this still happens now. Whenever I hear a siren going uh, in London, I instantly go and start singing do you have those like like noises around the place that trigger certain songs and i so i will often sing the theme tune to the bill two or three times a day oh or what i do is when listening to uh the bill all the things where it goes at the end like guys and i go and i always go it's the bill and i don't know why but I've always done that. Uh, what's been on the bill this week, Con? So I've watched four episodes this week alone, uh, the first four of series 19, and uh, I've written down all the plot points, and I must, you know, really hit home that this is just four episodes worth of plot lines. Despite it being the start of series 19, we are bang in the middle of a lot of plot lines, which obviously I haven't seen. So the first episode is a really tough watch. Well, as in, so they haven't wrapped up in the previous 100 episode series all of the plot line loose ends. No, not at all. That must have been like the previous Thursday's episode and this is Monday. Can you imagine being the person who had to write the last ever episode of The Bill? And you're like, right, you need to wrap up 430 plot lines in one app. Go. So this is what happens. Uh, also, I don't know anyone's name, really. Uh... <laughs> So one of the coppers, uh, the Hang CID on, wait, wait, wait. officer. Wait, con, con, can I just do this? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Go for it, con. Wow, Joel's great at the guitar there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so a copper was taken hostage by the murderer, um, who we finally found out who the murderer is, and shock, it's a lady. Uh, from the last series she takes this copper hostage when she's following her um, and admits to all the murders don't know who got murdered that's as much as I know about that in this episode uh, two coppers are getting married they have their hen do's and stag do's the night before the groom wakes up on the day of the wedding with his male sergeant uh, and the drama at the uh, bride's venue is that the reception venue cancels so that they have the reception at Sunhill Station, uh, which I nice. believe is probably just to save on a new set, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so the wedding goes off. The best man doesn't turn up, so PC Tony Stamp has to be the best man whilst in uniform, on patrol. Uh, that's <laughs> on Gina Gold's demand. Uh, at the reception, uh, one of the coppers is caught with Charlie. Um, that's Mickey Webb. But he's Charlie as in a bridesmaid. Uh, he shagged a bridesmaid in the station called Charlie. Wow. And also, uh, another copper is caught with Charlie in the station as well. But that time it is cocaine. And also, whoa! <laughs> honestly, we've barely scratched the surface. Uh, so it's really one of the saddest weddings I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> the speeches are ruined by one of the coppers uh, walking in and crying and declaring his love for another copper who I think was killed by the hostage taker we in the last series, but we don't know. Um, and then, you know, Max Branning in EastEnders, Jake Wood. Uh, so his on-screen yeah. EastEnders brother is Phil Hunter in the bill. 
he's there with his wife and they're arguing and it turns out Phil Hunter has got in with a bad gangster uh, whilst being undercover but he's got in too deep basically and the gangster demands it gets to shag Phil Hunter's wife and despite the fact that they're already not happy in their marriage she agrees to do it as they leave the house uh, she leaves the house the next morning she gets surveillance papped uh, by Mickey Webb uh, the next day and uh, then gets mugged on her way home (laughs) Phil Hunter then goes to see her at the hospital and this is the only line I've took out of the first four episodes which was because I love you you daft bint (laughs) can we call the episode that please we later find out that uh, Phil Hunter's wife didn't shag this gangster he just took compromising photos of her the sergeant who had it off with the groom tries to hand his resignation into Inspector Gold, but she refuses, saying he has to live with the consequences, which is insane behaviour. There's also um, one of the episodes starts, uh, there's a paedophile priest mm-hmm. who turns up as a church to pray and then a mob outside a church. Then a nun agrees to take him in for a couple of hours because this paedophile priest has already done his time. Mm. He's probably under, what do they call it when you come out of jail? Bail. No, not on bail. After you've done all your time. License. He's probably under license. So he goes to a church and goes, I'm a priest, I'm allowed to be here. But uh, eventually uh, a nun uh, agrees to take him in for a couple hours while they find him a new flat to live in uh, with the help of a CID officer, of course. And then there's some sexual tension between the CID officer and the nun. (laughs) Uh, then another uh, on, how many how far into the week are we here I'm really worried that you're now going to say right then there's the ad breaks <laughs> sorry Con you've not finished mate go on you get, you get back to your I've barely started <laughs> so we have sexual tension between the CID officer and the nun nothing happens then another victim of this priest comes forward she wants to press charges about against him uh, the police choose to resolve this by putting the victim uh, the victim's brother and the priest into a room uh, the brother stabs a priest and all charges are dropped <laughs> this is all pre-watershed as well isn't it yeah absolutely oh also during the priest episode they use the word nonce a brilliant <laughs> amount of times <laughs> Oh, I'm glad. We're, I'm glad we're laughing at it. That's great. That's great. Uh, we get to see the nun again. It's the same episode. No, no, this isn't. This is across four episodes. Uh, right, she right. runs an anti-smack group. Uh, so for people who are on heroin, a man tears up the place. They take him in. It turns out he knows this guy knows the superintendent of the station. Mm. Uh, the reason he teared up the place was to get into the police station unsuspiciously because he has information that Sun Hill is about to be flooded. With with very cheap heroin by none other than Ron Gregory. The same Ron Gregory who shagged but didn't actually shag the wife of the undercover brother of Max Branning. That snitch ended up getting killed because he went home before he was supposed to go on the run, basically. The copper and the non-sexual tension is revisited as he goes to deliver the news that the former smack addict was kicked to death. She starts to lose her faith because a good man like him gets killed, but the paedophile walks free. He comforts her, and then they kiss. So little of that is resolved as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bill. Ask the nincompoops. It's 
it's the show where kids ask us the questions they want answered. And we answer the questions that the kids ask. Did bacon or pigs come first? Ba- bacon. Bacon, are you not listening? It couldn't be simple. Liar, liar, <laughs> pants on fire. Oh, hell. Oh, yeah. Your pants on fire, did oh, you my, know that? Oh, hold on, my pants are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is just pure coincidence. <laughs> you haven't learned a thing. Ask the nincompoops. Great big owl. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's great. Big old isolation podcast, isn't it? Yes. We're all here. This is, this is, I'd say, it's worth flagging up the most white male episode of any podcast ever. And that is saying, saying something, something. That really is saying something. When we're in the podcast It's even world. whiter than the Adam Buxton, uh, Joe Cornish and uh, Louis Theroux Christmas special. That is how white and middle class this is. We apologise. It's whiter and less funny. That could be our tagline. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Uh, so um, uh, we're going to get different people from the Great Big Al stable on basically every day. Um, basically just to keep each other company and, and keep ourselves entertained and crucially dave because we've all got nothing else to do that's the most important thing to really but i do you know what i'll talk about it later but i did we did some tweets from our new twitter account and we'd love you to get in touch with the show you can tweet us at cabin fe83709 oh 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 cabin fe83709 oh 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 cabin fe83709 oh 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 that's our twitter name and uh I've, I've also said that if anyone listening has got any comments or any ideas or any thoughts, they're welcome to get in touch and also come on the show. You're up for that, right, Dave? We'll just... It is a literal free-for-all. Um, so, yeah, as, as indicated by the, the first half being my <laughs> flatmate talking about the bill. Uh, so, uh, Cornelius is still here, but we're going to go to the host of one of our other Great Week Owl uh, podcasts now. Uh, it's called Crime Club. It's a bloody brilliant podcast. Jack Beaumont hosts it. Hi, Jack Beaumont. Hi, Jack. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? You all right? Uh, we, we emailed around Great Big Owl basically saying we're going to do this podcast and um, anyone want to come on? And uh, you said, yeah, I'll have a think of some ideas. But in the meantime, one of my mates has been tested, uh, has managed to test positive for chlamydia rather than corona immediately. So... Talk to us about that, please. Basically, so yeah, he was romancing two women at work at the same time. Um, and one of them turned around last month and said, by the way, I shagged my ex on the weekend and he's given me chlamydia. And given that we've been, we've been piping non-stop since then, I suggest you get tested. He strolled into Woolwich Sexual Health Clinic, picked up a test and three days later, sure enough, he's got the gooey stuff. Um, so he's now had to send a message to the other colleague he was romancing to tell her. She wasn't over the moon, particularly, I think, from her, from her point of view. Um, that if she was going to get an STI from shagging someone, she may as well have shagged someone decent looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is excellent. <laughs> it's worth flagging up, actually, because so, so, so our, our bill correspondent, Con, is um, you and Jack are mates. 
Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you jumped in very quickly to deny that. Con and Jack are mates from home, so you, this is also a friend of yours, isn't it, Con? Yeah, I was actually in the pub with him. This was probably a week ago before uh, the pub was um, no longer cool. And I was there when he texted this girl. And the thing she was initially most upset about was he texted her saying, oh, you know, I was seeing another girl from work. Well, there's two things about this. And then he spent 10 minutes drafting the second message, having sent the first one. So a 10 minute gap. And she was like, <laughs> what is going on? I suppose self-isolation is the best sort of course of action for, for a man with chlamydia, isn't it? Yeah, the good news is, is that um, if you get a VPN and change your IP address to somewhere in Italy, then you get free access to premium Pornhub content because Pornhub have given, they've given all Italians uh, that access membership, basically. <laughs> Um, Jack, how's your isolation? We basically ask people that come on this podcast, what what are you now not doing today? What were you, what were you supposed to be doing today that you're now not doing? Um, today, five aside, but I mean, I'll give you a run through what we're up to. Yesterday, I borrowed some of, some of my brother's written in and tried to get to grips with Inception. Um, and that was kind of that kind of work. On Saturday, I reread Jason David Jason's autobiography whilst doing a headstand and smoking hash. And on Friday... I actually did some non-essential travelling to, to a tattoo shop where I recorded uh, someone for Series 3 of Crime Club, but I can't tell you where that was, certainly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Jack's, Jack's diary should just be something that we keep track of over the course of the next wow. few weeks. Let's go live to Jason from Rule of Three. Over to you, Jason. Hi, Chlamydia Tales. When I first, when I first met my other half, we'd been seeing each other for a few months and she got something wrong with her bits. So she and she ended up eventually in hospital. It was so serious. So I went uh, along to the hospital to see her, and the specialist there who were looking at her said, "We can't really work out what this is, but we think you might have given her chlamydia. So you need to go and get tested now for chlamydia." So I went down to the STI clinic, and hmm. uh, I th- what do they make you do? They make you junk into a jar, don't they? I think something like that, hmm. um, which wasn't much fun because the the room where they got all the porn at the time was full. Uh, all the cubicles were occupied, so I had to go into the loo, and I had to try and crack one out in the loo while the bloke in the cubicle next to me did the most devastating sounding shit. <laughs> And uh, so, having done oh that, and, and had like the crime club, I had the bleakest wank of my life. I then went back up to the hotel room, and there was my other half's parents, who I'd never met. So I had to say to them, "Hello, I'm Jason. I think I've given your daughter chlamydia." <laughs> oh my days! Now the the happy ending is I hadn't, but it wasn't a good day. No, that's not a good day at all. <laughs> And how did the parents react? Um, they were actually very good about it. Um, and it's now obviously something we can look back on with great fondness. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like this is uh, the the, wow. the stories that we reach out for on the Twitter today, Tom, is it? Chlamydia, your, your chlamydia. What, bleak, bleakest <laughs> wankest wankest. <laughs> And your chlamydia tales. Oh, uh, there's, I, we, we know someone, I can't name them, but they've got a much better bleakest wank story than that. And that's about the time they were having a wank in the kitchen at home. And they went to reach for the kitchen roll and realised that there wasn't any. And were just at the vinegar strokes and literally had to make a decision very quickly. So just flipped the pedal bin and jumped into the bin. <laughs> Please tell me they use the compost bin. Oh, I think it was in the days before compost bins. Well, it feels like a good place to wrap up uh, Cabin Fever for today, doesn't it? Hang 
Hang on, no, we've had a tweet though, but we've had a tweet, Dave. We got a tweet. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The momentum of this podcast is snowballing. So no, actually, we've had four tweets, mate. Well, a lot of them have been complaining about the fact we're called cabin fever and that there are other things called cabin fever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, we've had one from a man called Tom Peach, uh, who seems to live in Australia. How about some post-apocalypse musings? Where will you have your first pint when the pubs are back open? How long will it take you to pretend sport is interesting again? Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, the first post-apocalyptic pint. Where will you have it? That's a good question. We'll just go to weather zooms. It'll be fine. A man called Jonathan also tweeted as in reply to what are you binge watching at the moment? And he's binge watching ER and Grey's Anatomy, both of which seem sort of bleakly topical. Same thing, isn't it? It's the yeah, same what, a, show. what a thing to watch at this time, though. Bury yourself in a hospital for the next six weeks. Cheers, guys. Um, but yes, uh, if you do want to get in touch with us uh, on the tweets, here's the Twitter, the the, the very inconvenient. Go on. Oh, come on, Dave. Here we go. What is Twitter it? Here? Oh, there it is. <laughs> cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Tune. Absolutely love that. I think that's your finest work, Dave Cribb. I really do. Thank you very much. One jingle is the only one you'll get from me for this podcast. Yeah, because you've got no spare time at the moment. So no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> thanks thanks for listening to episode two. Uh, tomorrow, more of this, is it? <laughs> it's just hard to tell what's going to be on tomorrow. Really proud that we've made it this far, Dave. You know what I mean? Actually, I can tell you what's on tomorrow because I've started making some notes. Oh, yeah. uh, so we're going to have Tilly Steele from B- uh, Great Big Al's Bitchin' Podcast. Great. Uh, the other half of Bitchin'. Uh, who's been in self-isolation for nearly two weeks now because she took herself off very, uh, very early because she wasn't feeling well. And so I imagine has gone mad by now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to look forward to. Lovely. And my friend Chris Sawyer um, has texted me saying, do you want my Argos catalogue quiz on the podcast? Yes. I said yes. Question. yes. Immediately. He said, it's only 10 questions at the moment, but if there's demand, I can expand it happily. That's the same with the bill thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> We know there's enough content for, uh, for for years on that. So um, I have no more information apart from that, but there will be an Argos catalogue quiz on the podcast tomorrow. So Amazing. <laughs> look forward to whatever the hell that is. Uh, we're going to play you out with the Twitter jingle so you can really get that stuck in your head. Uh, and then after that, a little taster of Crime Club. In Wonderful Crime Club. Yes, thank you, Jack Beaumont. It's excellent podcast. And uh, of course, as with any of our podcasts, search Great Big Hour on your podcast app. You'll find them there. You'll download them. You'll listen to them. Them. That's all you got to do at the moment. Just listen to our, specifically our podcasts. Do you know what I'm really enjoying, Dave? Because you know that um, one of my other side hustles is, is working on the radio, and I have to keep reading out really terrifying messages, but in a really sing-song, happy uh, sort of tone of voice. So frequently, I'm having to say, "Don't forget, wash your hands, and don't go outdoors, and follow government advice, and self-isolate." You have to do it. It just feels like you're here's Jason really- Donovan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cheerfully reading out about the apocalypse, and I feel like we're getting to that stage of this podcast now. Where we're like, "Okay, guys, wash your hands and." Don't go within a metre of any other human being. See you tomorrow. All the best. Bye. Bye. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. GreatBigOwl.com This second series is fucked up, I'll be frank with you. This episode is with a chap called Tarquin. Brace yourself. He's done time in Brixton, Wayland, Penterville. He's seen dead bodies. He's operated firearms. We're going to be hearing more from him later in the series. But for the time being, at least, is volume one of his chronicles after a brand new jingle by none other than Ed Beaumont.
obviously back in the day when I was really young, I used to just shop for my uncle, and it like we'd pull up at certain spots, crack houses, brothels, them kind of places where crack was flowing. I'd go in because I was young and could just pass through without noticing, bust the shots, get the money, come back out. Then if it never went wrong, my uncle come in to smash your fucking head in with hammer and was calm. Anyway, I wandered in the trap house one day, and it just smelt different. Like crack houses always stink. You can smell the ammonia, you can smell piss, you can smell beet. Like they're not. You never want to be in them for longer than you have to. But today, smell. Do you know when I walked in, I was like, but I was like, what the fuck has gone on here? And they was just like, what do you mean? I was like, why the fuck does it stink so much? They was like, oh, f- dad. I was like, what do you mean, f- dad? They was like, yeah, he overdosed. And I was like, yeah, so why does it stink in here? He's like, oh, no, we rolled him up in the carpet. He's upstairs. The stink of lungs should have told me that he wasn't... But I'm only, like, 13 at the time, mate. Like, so obviously, Parkin's a little bit naive at this time. Man goes to see what's going on upstairs, opens the door, and I shit you not, I'll never forget it. Do you remember the old rugs that your nan used to have with the little tassels at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They rolled man up in it, and then just slung him in the room. Maggots was eating his eyeballs, I'll never forget it. Like, what colour was he? He was a white red up. Yeah, but like, what was his colour? Was... He, he, was, he was swollen up, he was purple, it was bad, bruv. Like, Could you see that, his facial features and stuff? Bruv, he was swollen like a balloon. Like, his, his eyes was being eaten by maggots. It was the so worst. So where his eyes were, they just see loads of maggots, basically? Yeah. yeah. Like, rolling, running around his face and that, and his mouth. It was disgusting, bro. And it just stunk. Like, I threw up nearly. Like, I had to come out. I was in there for three seconds. It probably felt like I was in there for three days. Like, I'll never forget that. I was so young and that picture stained. And it made me weird. Made me when weird. he came downstairs, what happened? Were you like, that's fucked, why did you tell me to go up there? No, because they don't care, they're cracking skagheads. Yeah. I'd already, I'd already gave them what they needed. They when you went back out to you, to your uncle, what did you tell I him? T- yeah, and he was just like, right, we won't come back here for a little while, it's hot. Like, that's how he was, like, it yeah. was like a big deal, he did, right, cool, it's hot, we'll come back to this one from it. Professional vibes. Yeah, 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 he could see I was funny from it though, and he was just like, what's the matter with you? I was like, I don't I was like, Magnus was eating a man I am, you know, like, I was like, I feel like someone should tell someone to bury him or something. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair reaction. And he was like, brother, the question ain't worth the answers in our case, man. And I was like, I understand. That was a great sign. And then that's how that kind of went. But that was the first dead person I ever saw. Who was the second? The man that killed. Oh, yeah. But he didn't die. Was that as the third? It's possibly. I, was, I, see, I see a shooting, but I didn't stick around long enough to see if he made it. <laughs> Makes sense. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 